Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fashion editor turned founder of multiple businesses, Carol Hahn is on a mission to shake up the beauty industry with a clean and sustainable candle company, Net. To find out more about how Carol drew from experiences in fashion and her love for beauty to create this incredible clean brand, stay tuned. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Carol Han. From her years working as a beauty editor at the likes of Lucky and Elle, Carol was excited to see the industry evolve with cleaner ingredients and more ethical practices until it struck her that there was no such thing when it came to candles. And so Net was born, a brand focused on sustainable practices, natural ingredients and transparency when it comes to what clean beauty exactly means. Net is one of the first of its kind in the world of home fragrances and I'm so excited to sit down with Carol to discuss this incredible beginning to a new era in beauty. So Carol, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a fan. Uh, so I- I'm honored. Well, I'm such a fan. And I can also disclose, I was very fortunate enough to receive some of your candles you sent me and I am obsessed. I think um, pretty much they burn every single day. They're right on my desk. And anyone who follows me on Instagram will know you always see a net <laughs> in one of my flat lays now. So uh, oh, that's you. so nice. Well, we'll have it's... to get you. Um, we'll have to get you some of the new fall candles that are that are coming out They're They're amazing. So we'll make sure to get those sent off to you. Oh, well, I cannot wait. But um, first things first, and I asked all my guests this, Carol, it's a bit of a tough question, but in a nutshell, who is Carol um, in a few sentences? Oh my goodness, that's such a hard question. Um, in a few sentences, I would say that I am um, a wife, um, a daughter, an entrepreneur um, who is very enthusiastic about um, about building a brand that will make a difference in people's lives. No, it's amazing. And, and you know, speaking of building a brand, I, I would love to just know 
the beginning of the journey of, you know, how you got into it from your previous experiences working in, you know, fashion and journalism. So could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, of course, of course. So I really started my career in fashion. Um, when I was in college, I got an internship at Interview Magazine, working under the fashion director there at the time um, and the editor-in-chief, Ingrid Sishi. Um, and it was back when they were still in the Andy Warhol offices in Soho on Prince Street. And it was just such a glamorous environment. Um, and I just fell in love with the whole industry. I was helping with shoots and um, writing copy and doing research in this big grand library that they that they had there. And it was just it was just so amazing. And after that experience, I did two more internships back to back, one at W Magazine under Josie and another at Harper's Bazaar. Um, under Glenda Bailey. And I met a ton of people through those experiences, and they ultimately helped me get a job um, after I graduated. And I worked at a PR firm called BPCM for a little under a year before landing a role as a fashion assistant at Elle magazine, where I ended up staying for several years. Um, and all of those years in fashion and publishing really built a strong foundation and a strong work ethic. You know, most days started at 8 or 9 a.m. and went late into the evening, especially when I had to attend um, after work events on behalf of the publication. You know, it was a grueling schedule, but but very rewarding. Um, and after that, I went on to be part of the launch of a website called Stylecaster, where um, I, I worked with the founding partners there to help them launch the business from the ground up, including finding office space and helping them um, conceptualize the site um, and really launch it. And I was there for two years as their executive fashion director um, and then decided to leave to launch a digital agency called CA, um, which I've been running for the past 11 years. And um you know, CA really specializes in running content and digital and, you know, all things online for brands. And we've worked with some incredible brands, um, some of which we've launched. So Saturday Skin, um, Dr. Jart, the Peninsula Hotels, Rosewood Hotels, Watches of Switzerland, Shopbop, uh, Simon Malls, the list really goes on. And it, it's really been such an amazing training ground for all things brand. Um, and it really inspired me to start thinking about launching my own brand. I, I think brands have so much power these days to do good. I always say that I, I feel like brands are really like the new influencers. They really have yeah. this power to cultivate um, really loyal cult followings and there's a responsibility there to communicate the right values and do things the right way. Um, and, you know, it's so much more than just producing a great product these days. Um, you know, a brand's mission is kind of really everything and, and gives a why to everything you do. So for Nut, um, you know, before I knew what kind of product I wanted to make, I really, I, I knew that I wanted to create something that, you know, would help people take good care, which is which is our tagline, um, and you know, help them really turn their routines into into rituals. Um, you know, a product that they could really trust and relax into. Um, and as you said, you know, I, I was watching this whole clean beauty movement happen a few years ago, and there were so many amazing, inspiring brands launching around me um, that were really paying attention to ingredient transparency and clean formulations. And 
I was cleaning out my beauty cabinet and replacing all of my tried and true brands with um, with these new brands that were doing things in such an inspiring way. And I really didn't see the same thing happening in um, in the fragrance space. Everything was still so uh, shrouded in mystery in, in the fragrance world in general. And candles and fragrance really came naturally to me because my mom was actually a candle maker when I was little. She had um, the cutest little candle shop in Sausalito on the water. And some of my earliest memories are of being in that store and like, you know, running in and out and it always smelled so amazing. And there she, she would hand dip and hand carve these like beautiful pillars. Um, so candles have been part of my life literally since I can remember. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was seeing all of these amazing cult brands like La Labo and, and Diptyque and, and Vibrato. Um, and they were so covetable and I love them so much. And they had built these incredible followings, but none of them were talking about things like sustainability, formulations, um, yeah. uh, you know. Even being they, transparent with their whole journey and knowing how it's made. Exactly, exactly. There was still so much um, sort of mystery. And, you know, I get it. It's really not part of, you know, those brands' brand language to yeah. uh, to be transparent. And, you know, I think it's much more about like the cool factor and the, and the cult factor. Um, but, you know, I thought and then on the other side of the spectrum, there were these candle brands that were basically, you know, essential oil candles that were transparent about what was in them. But, the branding wasn't there. It felt very crunchy and granola. The the fragrances yeah. weren't complex. They weren't perfumer led. So I felt, you know, there had to be a way for um, a candle brand to emerge that had that sort of, you know, cult like following of a diptyque or a birado, um, you know, but that did things in a really transparent and sustainable way. Well, I'm so glad you did it because I mean, I literally now since I've discovered net, it's will be my go to like candle or gift to people on their birthdays because that you know normally you'd go to like uh, as you said a diptyque or a byredo mm. um but actually especially me someone who's personally all into sustainability veganism you know yeah. I, I want to make sure i'm also gifting something that is that and often those bigger ones are not and that's why they're not really right. that vocal about their transparency because it's not something uh-huh. it's more cost of good savings and mass producing well, and you know so mm. i think i'm really glad you've done that and haven't you know sacrificed on the quality and the look and the feel and the packaging even the outer packaging and stuff like which we'll get into um you can tell you haven't cut corners on cost but you're giving the quality to the end consumer um which is amazing um so i'm really 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 grateful for that so before we actually go deeper into net i I do want to touch on that experience you just you know spoke about um Mm because a lot of people are working um or want to work for companies like you mentioned and i think it's so important to have that experience um especially early on in your career because when you brand build today you can really draw from a lot of the learnings but -hmm. it's not easy to land you know you've worked in some incredible places um how did you get those internships was it just you know call calling was it um emailing what did you do Oh my goodness. It was really so much, um, a lot of perseverance and some luck. Um, when I was in, when I was in college, I was dating a guy back then that had gotten an internship at a shoe company. And I was, you know, just kind of spending time in the city, hanging out over that summer. And he, and his boss was really good friends with the fashion assistant at interview magazine at the time. And she had asked him if he knew anyone looking for an internship. Someone had just unexpectedly dropped out of the program. 
Um, so he was like, are you interested in doing this inter- internship at this magazine? And I was like, sure. Um, I had never done an internship before. So that's how I got interview. And it was such a fortunate, it was such a fortunate event. Before that, I had majored in um, broadcast journalism, and I was convinced that I wanted to be a reporter or an anchor. Um, and that internship really just sort of swerved my path uh, much more in the direction of publishing and fashion. Um, it was a world that I that I hadn't known existed before I entered those halls of interview. Um, so it was definitely a life changing um, happenstance. And then after that. I, you know, I really did fall in love with the industry and I became close to um, the staff at Interview and they really helped me get the internship at W. And then the same thing happened at W. That staff really helped me get the internship at Harper's Bazaar. And the people that I worked with, um, there was a girl named Lauren Benward, who um, I was an intern with at Harper's Bazaar. And she actually ended up being Nina Garcia's assistant after she graduated. Um, So once a role in that fashion department opened up, she was the one who contacted me and asked me to um, come around and interview for it. So it was really a lot of relationship building. I think that's so important to to kind of first test, you know, use internships as a way to test the ground. You know, we kind of growing up, we want to try a bit of everything. And I think internships are one of the best avenues. I did 13 internships growing yeah. up. I worked in like Warner Brothers and BMW. Oh I wanted to be a film director to a, a dra- in like a fixing cars. And then you, <laughs> after you do, you, you know, you do a lot of experiences and how you mm-hmm. get them, you know, Yes, there's the kind of, if you're lucky, you can email on LinkedIn, but it's usually asking around, you know, yeah. doing some favors. We'll all end up knowing someone who knows someone who probably can help you get somewhere. It's just asking in the right way and in a very like genuine, authentic way. And once you land exactly. it, use those experiences because the job starts then, you know, it's how mm-hmm. you people manage and network mm-hmm. and show your worth as well, which is so important. So I'm sure 100% you've done that because agree. that's how you grew into all of that. Yeah. And I think really just being, being a hard worker, you know, being willing to get your hands dirty and do anything that you're asked and, um, really not be above anything that, you know, I don't know what it's like now in the internship world, but that's definitely what it was like back then in, in fashion publishing internships, like no job too small. Um, and really just being willing to pitch in and, and be a team player, uh, helped a lot in terms of relationship building because people appreciate that they, they they truly do and i think it goes so nicely into how you then ended up creating your own you know ca creative your own uh company um to help brands because you were you know you had that experience working for different many you know, many different brands um people working and people managing did you find it a very different because i myself have an agency and it is sometimes tricky you know when a client pays you you are mm-hmm. sometimes um sometimes they're, they're happy sometimes they're not happy sometimes mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's worth the the money it's not worth yeah. the money you know how it is yeah um, of course uh, and now you have you know now you are a brand so you probably do hire agencies so you see yeah. both, you see all the sides similar exactly. to me um what was it always um you know uh, fairy lights and always has it been a, sometimes a struggle and a learning curve as well oh my agency? goodness so much struggle and so much learning curve for sure. I mean, it's definitely not as easy as it looks on Instagram. I I always have people say to me like, Oh, you're killing it. And, you know, I I can't believe, you know, how well you've done in the past, like such a short amount of time. And I'm just like, if you only knew, if you only knew knew, um, the, the inner workings, but yeah, I, you know, I think definitely, 
the learning curve is the learning curve uh, for net especially has been really significant. Um, yes. You know, I think that the toughest part of, of the journey of, of building net has been learning how to produce a product. You know, I had no idea how to produce anything. Um, I didn't really know what a supply chain was. I went into this with zero experience in production. So I was really learning as I went. Um, and there were yeah. definitely a few really costly mistakes um, and we had to switch partners a couple of times, which was hard. Uh, but ultimately, a lot of valuable lessons learned over the past, uh, you know, year or so. But but all, all all important lessons. And I guess the great thing is 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 you can use your brand experience working with other, um, you know, your own clients to power your own brand. Because mm-hmm. I think today that's what you know separates as well um, is your your network of people you can also rely on. Because it is like like yourself, like myself. You know, I didn't know a lot of the things in building a, a three hundred and sixty brand, mm-hmm. being a founder, because. You might know the digital marketing brand side, you might mm-hmm. have that down. But then, yeah, as you said, supply and relations and trademarks. And I mean, speaking of trademarks, I actually would love to know how did the word net come around? And, you know, what was yeah. the inspiration behind the name? <laughs> so, my God, that was a process. But we ultimately landed on the word net. It's, um, it's French and it loosely translates to frank, direct, transparent, honest, um, you know, all part of huge parts of our brand DNA and identity. So, um, so that's what we landed on. And take good care was a tagline that we trademarked. um, Because, you know, that that is such a huge part of our mission is to really just, you know, help people take good care, give them something that they can really relax into, you know, candles were such a huge part of my rituals, um, when it came to self care and taking a moment to myself. But I found that I really could not relax into burning a candle because I, I didn't know what I was burning. I knew that there were um, a lot a lot of toxicity around candles and um, I really couldn't relax into it. And so I found it hampering my ability to take good care um, yeah. through my rituals. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a big part of why we're doing what we're doing. And, and, you know, I would love if you if you can um, share with us, because a lot of people buy candles, but I think mm-hmm. now could be a perfect opportunity to a like Dragon's Den, Dragon's Den style, like or Shark's Tank style pitch your brand. But more so, like, why is it important to know, you know, about the different, you know, what is paraffin wax and what is burn time? And because a lot of people just buy a candle and think it's a candle. And I would love, mm-hmm. you know, for you to explain a little bit about what are the types of candles out there and why they're bad candles? Why are they not, you know, when I say bad, I yeah. mean, you know, perhaps not good for the environment and why, why are there clean candles and what is a clean candle? So could you explain a bit about it? Yeah. So, you know, first of all, the paraffin wax thing, I think is what comes up most commonly in terms of candles that are, you know, quote unquote toxic. So, you know, most candles are, are made out of paraffin wax and that's a type of, it's a fossil fuel that creates um, toxic chemicals to release into the atmosphere when, when they're burned. Um, benzene is one of them. Um, Tolune is one of them. I never get that pronunciation right. Um, And both of those are known carcinogens um, that can lead to things like asthma and problems breathing and even things, you know, lung cancer. Um, So, you know, definitely want to avoid paraffin. And really, there's no there's no need to use that that type of wax these days, because there are so many great natural alternatives like soy wax and coconut wax. Um, So, So that's one thing. And then, you know, when it comes to the fragrances, 
Oh, that's, you know, I think that there is on one hand, like this debate between um, clean, this debate between naturals versus um, synthetics. And we do have candles that are made out of all natural fragrances. There are four out of the seven of our candles are all natural. And that's great because it's so hard to formulate fragrances using all naturals. Um, it's, yeah. it's much more expensive it's much more time consuming. Perfumers really don't like to do it um, because the end result is always just like more difficult to achieve something really stunning. Um, yeah. And the end consumer is not used to the way things really smell. So there's also like a training um, that has to happen on that side of the spectrum as well. Um, you know, people are so used to the way synthetic smell at this point that people, when they smell like a real rose, it's, you know, it can be jarring to them. Yeah. So, you know, we love all naturals, even though they're, they're definitely um, more difficult to produce with. And we'll always have that offering. Our latest three candles are a mix of synthetics and naturals, safe synthetics, I should say, um, yeah. and naturals. And we are super transparent about all of the ingredients that are that are in each and every single one of our candles so that people can really go to the product pages and read the complete ingredients list. It doesn't say fragrance or um, perfume. It's, a, it's just every single ingredient listed out and really make their own decisions about what they prefer. Um, and there are tons of cases where synthetics are just more sustainable than naturals. Yeah. You know, like the question is, for example, do you want to, would you rather cut down, like, you know, chop down an entire sandalwood forest or use this really beautiful, safe sandalwood synthetic, you know, that was developed yeah. in a lab that most often is, you know, naturally derived um, to begin with. It, it, you know, already a lot of people who just go out there and just pick up a candle or, you know, the traditional ones we see in our in our stores, etc. Mm. I, I want them to question the, the journey because we should with any product, any beauty product anyway. Unfortunately, a lot of them don't have that transparency or that journey in there. It's a lot of marketing. Mm. What I love about you guys is even like on your website, etc. The first thing you see, on, on the homepage, et cetera, is like each you've dissected, like you've deconstructed the candle and you've gone like the wax and you've made it very clear, like no paraffin ever, vegan, clean burning, coconut soy mm. blend. Then you go the wick and it's like hundred percent certified organic cotton, then the fragrance and then the glass and then the packaging. Like you really dissected it and given everyone that transparency, which for me um, makes me so much more confident and also supportive of a brand because um, that means you, you have nothing to hide. And I love yeah, it. Yeah, definitely I, I not most, trying to hide anything. And that's, well, that's, you know, and, and that's from, that's the reason why you created it in a way. So I think it's always the best brands are created from personal needs because you want to yourself want to use it, be proud of it and tell everyone about it. So that's yeah. why um, I make, but then, you know, I would love to also go into, you know, as you said, there are a lot of candle brands and beauty brands doing, mm. doing the same, but maybe it's a personal opinion, but as they're a little bit, um, not the most, uh, beautiful or they're a little bit like um granola really. like yeah. they're not the most you know aesthetic exactly but you mastered the aesthetic um <laughs> and did it did you already have a vision of how you want it to look like did you go through a creative agency like what was that process I did. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I did. I worked with a group called Regular Practice out of London um, and really worked hand in hand with them to create all of the branding and the packaging and the identity from the beginning. Um, And they were really incredible, Uh, you know, really got the vision from the very beginning and um, and ran with it. So it was it was an amazing process probably the easiest part of the entire launch process oh that's that's good to hear because sometimes yeah. people can't can't make that i think it is important to sometimes get some support or an agency or you know creative individual freelancer because it's hard as yourself to always know what's right and wrong and it's important mm-hmm. to have some support in that and also you know you can focus on other things too because there's a whole feat of other elements to to secure it ahead of launch so like mm-hmm. how was the launch like when did you launch the product and the brand and was it really a couple of months or was it years in the making yeah it was about um a year of constant work um longer longer than that in terms of um, in terms of kind of like coming up with the brand concept, deciding that I wanted to do candles. Um, but I would say once, you know, once I made that decision and brought on regular practice to help with the branding, it was about a year of, um, of work before we launched in late December of 2020. So we launched, you know, really in the midst of the pandemic. And I think that, you know, the pandemic really um, allowed me for better or for worse, the opportunity to take the time to really, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and work on it on a daily basis, just because I was suddenly working from home. And the, um, the clients that we had at the agency at the time, a lot of whom we still have, um, you know, they had to put retainers on hold and put contracts on hold or, you know, level down the amount of work that um, they were dedicating to marketing. So it left me, you know, for, with for the first time in 10 years, a little bit of free time, <laughs> which was yeah, a blessing. I can imagine. Uh, and <laughs> did you find, because um, obviously, 
and like myself and my brand, having born in, in the pandemic, I would say, it's kind of weird to say, but, it, it, you know, we're pandemic born brands. Um, yes. We've had to be agile from day one and navigate this whole first digital strategy, then pure players, and then eventually now it's picking up physical retail. But yeah. distribution has been one of the hardest things for us from both the pre-brand, you know, pre-product side of like components, raw materials, all that stuff and bulk. And then to yeah. post with shipping and getting it out mm-hmm. to people. Because oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I'm sure you get people asking is, when can I get it in my country? And you're like, it's not as easy as turning it on. <laughs> and I can't just send it. I would. If you want to pay fifty dollars, exactly, <laughs> sure. Uh, but I don't think you do. So um, yeah, just maybe if you can talk about like what is that kind of? I'm sure that's been a bit of the struggles of the pandemic for the brand. But how has that been like? Uh, yeah, so I think that the t- you know I I've never run a brand outside of the pandemic, so I really don't know any differently. Um, so if things were way better before the pandemic, I mean. That's amazing. And I'm excited to get back to that place. <laughs> but, but, you know, right now, I think um, pandemic, the pandemic is kind of like normal for me, and I don't know anything else. Um, I would say that our supply chain um, was has definitely been strained. Um, and, uh, you know, there have just been, for example, at our glass factory in Italy, um, definitely less workers for a long period of time. It took much longer to make our glass, um, at our first candle factory. Um, you know, they had a couple of shutdowns due to the pandemic early on. So everything was on a delayed schedule. So, you know, launch had to be delayed Mm. packaging, uh, you know, getting paper has been, has been a little bit tough at times, so really just supply, I would say, and really just building in. I've learned to, you know, set a launch date and then build in like four weeks uh, yeah. for the actual That's launch so date. Bu- buffers yeah. are so important. I mean, exactly. definitely now with the pandemic, but just in general, because mm-hmm. no matter what, something can go wrong out of your control. Um, and yeah, it's 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 part of the journey. You have to just deal yeah. with it and move on. You can't dwell in the sorrows of it because you'll just you'll never be moving on otherwise. But no, it is um, it is a journey. <laughs> yeah, and you're totally right. I think you know one of the most important things about being a founder um, is probably your ability to adapt um, and really like roll with the punches and get back up when you get knocked down. Um, whether that's, you know, a big, a big knockout or a little one, just, you know, continuing to get up and get, and keep going. Yeah. And even like people who, you know, it can be a a small one would be, I guess, within the brand, but it still moves on. A big one would be where the brand has to close. There are still Mm. learnings in there, you know, there are still learnings on your next one. I mean, some of the founders I've spoken to, this is like the third brand or fourth brand and the last three, they don't even want to talk about, you know, um, (laughs) (laughs) and we're fortunate enough to be kind of on our first ones, me and you. So, you know, um, So it is, it, it's a journey, but I, I will, I will say a lot of people um, are very curious to build a brand. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of fatigue of, there's a saturation in the market and how do I do it with, you know, I think fund is one of, obviously it's a big, it's a big, big issue, but yeah. it's not an albeit issue because there are opportunities to get fundraising, seed run, friends and family. There is money is always potentially there. I think mm-hmm. it's about having you know, how can you get a place on the table, you know, a stake in the market? Um, So do you have any advice for people who are, you know, trying to create a beauty brand, but more so even a candle brand? Because I have a lot, Mm -hmm. I've had personally a lot of friends who wanted to create a candle company. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't really know what it takes to create one, but they just think candles would be amazing. Like, I think there's a gap in the market for some good candles. So what advice would you give 
I would say to spend um, as much time as you need setting up your supply chain. That was really the biggest challenge for us. Um, you know, I think that I think that candle brands can launch in a really easy way because there are companies out there and factories out there that number one are white label like Joya. They will yeah. just create your brand for you and produce everything in one place. So it's like really a one-stop shop. And there are several Joyas um, that will do that for you. And that's really, you know, in, in my observations, I think that that's how most candle brands do it. They'll find a one-stop shop and they'll do everything mm-hmm. through that one place, which would, you know, make life really easy or much easier, I, I should say. Um, and then there's another way to do it, which is how we've done it, which, which is to kind of pick and choose um, the best suppliers from all around the world um, and kind of like cobble together your own sort of custom supply chain. Um, and I would really recommend if anyone out there wants to start a candle company doing it that way, just because I think that it's so much harder and it takes so much more coordination, but ultimately it's what will make your brand stand out and give your brand a level of authenticity that, um, you know, that a one-stop shop brand, you know, it's harder, I think, for brands that go that route to really stand out in in the market and have points of differentiation. I think that's such good advice. I think also, you know, to add to that as well is, you know, white labeling and stuff is a great, it's, it's, there's a place in the market for it, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, maybe non-candle home brands, but let's say makeup brands, skincare brands, even hair brands, they might have a candle on their site as an ancillary and they can go to white labels because it's not their brand, right? It's exactly. just a skew. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're building candle brand, you want to have a long-term approach where it's just sustainable, transparent, et cetera, and you own it. But also at the end of the day, I think you also get a little bit better. It's more work, more variables to manage, but you'll get better cost mm-hmm. of goods and better cost by going direct than mm-hmm. white outsourcing to a white label where usually there's going to be another fee on top of it because you know it's white label agreed, so I, agreed. I think that's important so I think there's a difference between is it a fun project for, especially to my friends listening who wanted to know is it just a <laughs> pandemic project or are you building a brand to stay and I think before you even start anything you put any coin on any business you should I yeah. think you should only build brands that have a purpose because there is too many and I think we should only be putting out there something that's from the heart that's authentic and has a purpose yeah. in people's homes in the retail shelves and even on the, the world wide web yeah. not just something for quick profit agreed I couldn't agree more So I would love to go a bit more into now you as a as Carol, um, because I think the the brand, especially founder led brands, is only mm-hmm. as strong as the founder itself behind them. Um, and I would love to know, kind of, I loved you said it before, but like the rituals of success that you mm-hmm. have and how you stay motivated mm-hmm. and um, hungry to succeed in business. So do you have any tips yeah. and maybe in your daily routine? Yeah, well, you know, I think in terms of staying motivated and hungry, like carving time out for myself is is really important. I'm sure that you know, work-life balance is a constant challenge as a founder. Um, you know, the buck really stops with you. So it's hard to step back and separate. And, you know, I often find myself working through weekends and vacations. And sometimes I do, I look back on, you know, my 20s and um, I and early 30s and you know, I, I do miss that employee mentality where, you know, when you're when you're on vacation, you just really stop working and don't even look at emails. Um, and I can't even imagine doing that at this point in my life. I don't think that I've gone a day without checking email in yeah. the past 10 years. You know, but that said, being a founder has 
so many positives that I wouldn't trade uh, for the world. Um, so, you know, those positives and themselves like autonomy and independence and, you know, building something that you believe in and getting to make really important decisions to drive it in a direction that you have strong belief in are amazing um, and such a privilege. And, you know, I think that one thing that helps me is um, a morning, a morning ritual that I have where, you know, before I dive into my day, I take two hours for myself so, you know, my days start at six and my husband, you know, takes the dogs out of the house for a walk so I can have the space to myself and I can meditate and do my morning pages. Um, and then, you know, I'll do an hour workout to get a sweat in. It's usually Tracy Anderson for an hour, which I'm obsessed with. And then I'll go on a walk outside. Um, when we're out east, um, our house is in this like really beautiful wooded area. So, I leave my phone at home and it's really just me and the trees. And um, it's a time, you know, just for me to like think. And I really come up with my best ideas during those walks. And then after all that, I really feel ready to take on the day and I can, you know, stay focused longer and work longer. And, you know, it, it just sets me up really well. That's um, um, I think you've also said something that's so important to many people to, to really do is, the the importance of abandoning your phone purposefully or you know mm-hmm. letting go for it for a while um you know yes you might have come into a problem when you're going for a walk but it's okay take that risk and just be away from your phone because yes. it's for me I don't know about you Carol but I'm, I get I find it's a huge source of stress like as much as I oh. love my phone I get to connect to people I get to see what's on social media Mm-hmm. I am so stressed by this device. Like it gives yeah. me so much anxiety sometimes. And like, I love, um, I was just in, uh, in, on holiday and my mm-hmm. friend, like we have a rule on the dinner table. He's like, no phones, like don't even look at mm-hmm. it. And I realized that's like the best, like that was like my break in the day was meals. Yeah. But now, you know, going for walks as well. And in the morning, try to like detach and even waking up a bit earlier, as you said, mm-hmm. to make sure you can do that ritual for success for you. Super important. Yeah, I agree with about the phone thing. I think that it is so important to be able to put it down at least once a day. I I find that if I don't, I get into this like rut of um, spending my day bailing myself out of my inbox. And, Mm. you know, it becomes like a game of what is that thing? You hit the thing and another thing oh, pops like up. Oh, like the whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. Yeah. And then I'm not doing anything creative and I'm not able to think outside of the immediate term um, in terms of like rescuing myself from drowning in emails. So I think, yeah. you know, having breaks from that is definitely healthy. Definitely. And I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of people <laughs> listening who might be doing, who might be on the phone, including myself, try to like even... <laughs> If you if you if you have no willpower, put it in your diary and say phone away for two hours. Yeah. And your phone will be exactly. you'll see it on your phone and you'll be like, okay, put it away. Um, so <laughs> right, it right. is important. Um, but one one question um, before I go into fire on the like kind of to finish up this uh, podcast is I do mm-hmm. ask all my guests. Um, you know, travels opening up with the pandemic and um, uh, TSA is being a little bit trickier than normal. And saying, look, you can bring one product with you I think you'll probably bring it in your check-in let's mm-hmm. imagine because it's a candle <laughs> but what is that one candle from net that's your go-to okay so from the current collection I really love suede fringe that's been my, the favorite scent that we've done so far it has this sort of like really nutty sandalwoody quality to it that um that I find so soothing um but I will say that we have candles coming out in a couple of weeks for fall and 
Those scents are now my new favorites. We have one called Queen um, that is like honey and wildflowers and hay. Um, and we have one called Chai Milk that's like really creamy, cardamom. Um, and both of those I find to be so, so wonderful. And we did something new um, for this collection where we had our fragrance house deliver sustainability da- um, data on all of the fragrances wow. so that we can see that each fragrance is like 99.8% carbon renewable, um, 96%, you know, naturally derived. Um, and so you have like a slew of um, data about how all of the fragrances are are formulated, which is really helpful to me. Oh, it's amazing. I, I'm, I actually, well, before I go to the fire round, I do have two questions because you just inspired me. Is actually um, kind of, will, is the way net works, is, is it going to be like um, the, the, the the fragrances and the scents will last forever? Or will there be drops where like, for example, suede fringe might not be available in a year's time? Yeah. So we're definitely, we're coming out with our first limited edition candle in a couple of months, and that will definitely be a very limited run and then it'll go away. And depending on how people love it, you know, we'll bring it back um, in subsequent seasons. So that's definitely part of the launch strategy in the future. And then will you do ever like cool collaborations and like, you know, um, yes, we have a collaboration coming out with a dream brand um, in about a month. We've been working on it for pretty much the entire time the brand has been in existence. So almost a year. Um, and it's finally, finally coming to fruition. This brand, um, I can't say, you know, I can't tell you who it is at the moment, but she's like the queen of clean beauty and she's been around forever. Uh, like one of my personal heroes. So I was so excited when her team reached out and, you know, we really worked hand in hand to develop a custom fragrance and a vessel and a design that was really, um, really beautiful and representative of both brands together. So it's, it's, it's going to be good. Amazing. Well, I mean, I think, Normally we record this a bit earlier and then we release it a bit later. So I'm hoping it's already released by this time the podcast is out. So <laughs> just in case everyone, all the the, the, the links to netnyc.com and the socials will be in the summary and we'll, we'll, we'll say it at the end of the podcast too, but maybe you'll already know. So maybe you don't have to wait, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> and also make sure you grab it before it sells out. But um, uh, let's go straight to fire round questions. And I, I love this part because I really get to see a bit more about the founders. But the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? So okay. what is another beauty brand that you're currently loving? Crown Affair. Love Crown Affairs. They're really great. Even their, their comb is super yeah, beautiful. I lo- yeah, I love that brand. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Chocolate. <laughs> I, t- any, I try to any eat specific cl- brand sugar, you love? just all sugar. <laughs> sugar. <laughs> I think I that's an yeah, addiction. <laughs> many, many people's. Um, but it, some wise people say, is that guilty? Or is that just, you know, that's normal now. I think it's, we have to embrace the fact that sugar, sugar can be good for you. It can be good. <laughs> but in yeah. doses, in doses. <laughs> I, 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 I say this as another lover of sugar. Um, what are you yeah. currently watching or reading? Ted Lasso. Um, best show ever. So good. Mm. Have you seen it? I haven't. Oh my goodness. You have to. It's, um, it's about this. Yeah. It won a bunch of Emmys last night. Um, yeah, it's about this football coach, like American football coach, um, who had coached like a college football team or even high school football team, I think. And he gets recruited Mm. somehow to coach, um, a professional British soccer team, like comparable to Tottenham or something. And uh, about all of the adventures that ensue, it's amazing and so funny and very, very heartwarming. Okay, so my I'm currently watching Squid Game on Netflix, which is this incredible like K drama. Oh. 
Um, okay. I'm really into my Korean Netflix shows and Korean f- films, <laughs> but this one is like escape room kind of vibe. It's very cool. Um, okay. <laughs> see that one. But I'll first check out, I'm going to check out, um, I've written it down too. I love getting new, new, new shows to watch. Uh, what's your favorite social media platform right now? Um, Instagram. I know I should say TikTok, but I, I still Instagram. <laughs> You know, yeah. I feel like TikTok is, is is so entertaining, but I find myself using Instagram the most. I agree. Me too. Um, <laughs> and what, what if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be? An author. I would write novels. Maybe, you know, I would love one day to see a book by you. Maybe <laughs> that could be in the cards because uh, you can still Possibly. do it. Uh, and, you know, it could be an, it could be an, a bio, autobiography too. Um, I'm sure people, I, w- I will be reading that. So that um, would be pretty yeah. boring. I think that I would write like fiction. Definitely will <laughs> not be boring. You can do both, but personally, I would be pre-ordering the autobiography. Personally speaking, mm-hmm. but Carol has been an absolute pleasure, and I'm so excited because I feel like this is just the beginning of what will be this incredible journey. And I know in the future, people will be like. Nathan, but yeah, I spoke to the founder when, you know, once I was very, I hope not once, hopefully we can continue talking and, <laughs> yes. and uh, collaborating, but um, it's just been an absolute honor and really excited to see you grow and the, the brand as well. So where can everyone find you and the brand um, on social? Yeah. So I'm at Carol Han, C-A-R-O-L-H-A-N on Instagram and um, net is net.nyc and at netnyc.com. And I have to say before we sign off that it has been such a pleasure and you are just a natural at this. Um, it's really, it's really been incredible to like watch you do this. Uh, I've never oh, been on a podcast you. before. Um, so oh. it's been, it's been a really cool experience and congratulations on everything that you've built. I, you know, I've been following and it's, it's so impressive Fable and Maine and it's, it's inspiring. So congratulations. No, well, that means a lot. Thank you so much, especially coming from you. And uh, I'm just hopefully we get to meet in person. Uh, I when, hope so. I, the minute I come to America, New York, I'll, I'll hit you up because you're please based in New do. York, right? I'm, I am. I'm based yeah. in New York. So please do. I'd love Amazing. to have you over for dinner and, you know, oh, well, get definitely. together. Well, we'll keep that we'll make that happen but in the meantime um everyone please go follow carol and net check out the candles and trust me when i say it's my favorite candle right now but thank you so much and um we'll, we'll be in touch thank you so much have a good one i hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Mom? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.